a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. To see, to see the face of God is to be destroyed. So God now veils himself in, in the flesh and blood of Jesus, and he uses that, those means, namely his flesh and his blood, his life and his, and his death, he uses those means to save us. And when we were baptized at the font with God's name placed upon us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, with the sign of the cross being placed upon our forehead and our hearts marking as ones redeemed. We were adopted as sons of God. Uh, I think... Oh, huh? 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 <laughs> oh, oh. Are we doing the show now? Is the theme over? Hey, welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio. Good. Here. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. You want to know That's what we're doing today? I do. I have a list here. Uh, penitential Psalms. What is that? Oh, that's my buzzword. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. Meme theology. Ten Commandments in the News slash Predictable Pasture slash Casual Apologetics Game Super Mega Game. That should do it. Not sure we thought out this show. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying. Seems like meme uh, theology. That's my way of talk, talking to you into doing some more Facebook. We got tons of stuff on the Facebook fan page. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Thousand members on this thing or whatever. Here, By I'll the way, I have a bone to pick with you. Yeah. Why do you take Just the one? occasion of thanking our donors to our Madagascar trip to insult me every single time you send a thank you to someone who's donated on our website at tabletalkradio.org and clicking the donate button? And uh, putting a little note about our Madagascar trip for our trip to Madagascar, you I don't insult even know what me. You're talking about. I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. What did I say? <laughs> I don't. Let, let me see if I can find one here. I don't even know what you're talking about. By the way, since we're killing time, there is. I would like to. We're not killing time. We're doing a radio show, in case you haven't. This is what you said. Our listeners are killing time. This is what you said to our friend Robin. Okay, I'm ready. Thank you so much for your donation to our trip to Madagascar. Evan and I are looking forward to this opportunity to speak of the Lord's kindness to our fellow pastors in the Malagasy Lutheran Church. I'll be you miss (laughs) you forgot an S. I'll be peeking on Luther's (laughs) understanding. On the conscience, and though I'm not certain of this, Evan will be giving lessons on liturgical dance. Yeah? <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you doing? I, that's what I thought you were doing. I'm, I'm doing mine on uh, Luther and uh, pastoral care in the, in the Lord's Supper and in baptism. How come you were asking me how to pack a leotard then? <laughs> <laughs> you oh, <boy. laughs> might be confusing me with somebody else. <laughs> I uh I since we're killing time, remember how that? Uh, I want to mention this uh, ad crucem. Did you see that ad crucem? Uh, you probably wouldn't have, uh, but it's a new it's a new company that started ad crucem dot com a d c r u c e m dot com. Uh, Tim and Juanita Wood started that. They're here in Colorado. They they listen to Table Talk Radio. They're fans of the show, and they started a company that has new Christian greeting cards. Um, and they asked me to help with that as well. So they have they have cards for baptism and communion and um, uh, comfort and condolence for marriage and all this sort of stuff. And they're rock solid. I mean, they're just J- Jason who helped with the 
um, baptismal certificates and confirmation certificates helped help put these uh, together. So these are fantastic. So we'll have to do some sort of thing to let people know about it. I'll send you the email. Maybe we can link them on our web page or something. All right. That sounds good. All right. Uh, my theological uh, buzzword for you oh, yeah. is, uh, thanks to Theopedia, uh, faith alone. You you have the option of using the English faith alone or the Latin sola fide. Either way, it's one of the five solos of the 16th Protestant Reformation. Uh, Theopedia says that how this— many, How many solos do they have? Five. Man, they're always outdoing themselves. It is, do you find this ironic that we have five solas? Five things by themselves. Yes. It seems like you, if you have a solo, you just have one. But we don't. We have five alones. Five alones? <laughs> Who knows? This, according to Theopedia, was Martin Luther's cry in reference to justification, our right standing before God. Justification, he declared, is by faith alone, not faith plus anything else. Luther believed this was a critical doctrine and regarded it as the truth by which the church would either stand or fall. I would say more the doctrine by which the church would stand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The teaching. Uh, I'm going to mix them. I'm going to say faith. I'm going to say Sola fide faith. alone. <laughs> Sola faith. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You get half points if you do that. By, uh, by the way, mine was penitential psalms, and this is the traditional classification of psalms of repentance. There's seven of them, the penitential psalms. I'm trying to remember which ones they are. I mean, I... Uh, I have a list here, which I'll tell you, but I'm trying to remember these for my own personal use. Psalms 6, 32, 38, 51, 102, 130, and 143. So Nice. Penitential Psalms, those are particularly... Apparently, St. Augustine, or as you'd probably say, Augustine, yep. had poster had the, these uh, psalms written on posters and put them on the wall in, when he was dying. They're deeply comforting psalms. 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 Yeah. All right. Um, how about some emails at questions at tabletalkradio.org? Uh, yeah, good idea. Let's do some emails. Okay. You can, you know, our listeners can also give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA. 1-800-385-7652 is the number. Okay. That's all long enough for you? Yeah. Uh, here's one. This is from Gabriel. Gabriel writes... How does one know that he is saved and has eternal life? Simple. First, 2,000 years ago, Christ died on the cross for our sins. Second, in holy baptism, we were buried with Christ and raised to newness of life, Romans 6. Baptism has the regenerating, Titus 3, 5, power to give our dead souls new birth, John 3. Offer us forgiveness of sins, Acts 2, 38. In fact, I might say, Gabriel, by the way, instead of offering us forgiveness of sins, giving us the forgiveness of sins, or forgiving our sins, wait, 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 and wait. thus he continues, saves us, First Peter 3. I'm a little confused. Is Gabriel answering his own question? Uh, yes. That is nice, by the way. If you can answer your own question when you send us an email, that would help us out a lot. Yeah. yeah. Christ's crucifixion and resurrection and our baptism into Christ, Galatians 3, are historical objective assurances of our salvation, the object being Christ, not our decision. Wishing you peace and joy the second day of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Gabriel. That's nice, huh? Yeah. Thanks, Gabriel. Yeah. You have another one? Got it? Yeah. Oh, sure. Man, look at all this work I have to do. Thanks for your reply. Oh, I must have sent a letter back. I wonder if I should answer this. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if I should go to the first email to answer. This is a response. Uh, could, here's a bumper. Anyway, it says this. Here's a bumper sticker for your show to talk about. It says, smoking or non-smoking, make your eternal reservations now. This is from Lisa. 
Um, what do you think about that? I, I kind of like it. Make your eternal reservations now. You like the, What do you like about it? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, well, first of all, it's a pun. That's one of the that's important. criteria. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and so that's there. And it's a taking, you know, uh, on this thing about if you want to be in the smoking section or the non-smoking section. You know, I, I don't know if this pun works anymore, though. It's a little bit outdated because there's no oh. smoking sections in restaurants anymore. Universalism is grabbing hold. Uh, in fact, now that I think about that, that is a... Do you have? When did this happen? That now you can't go anywhere and people can't smoke unless it's pot. <laughs> that is kind of ironic, isn't it? I mean, I, if you live in Colorado, see, folks, I don't know how the, he he is he. <laughs> Pastor Wolfman lives in Colorado, where they have this problem. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Everywhere, I just in Oregon, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> kids are sitting on the front of the in the grass in front of the church smoking pot the other day. It's like, hey, you guys, go do that somewhere else. You know, we're not Unitarians here. Go memorize the catechism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it's this weird sort of, I think that's a weird thing that the same people who are, you know, banning smoking everywhere are the same people for making smoking pot legal. What is that irony? I don't right. know. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's an, uh, I don't know. This is a link to an article. Here's another email. This is, uh, Isaiah. You're now 17 year old listener writes, dear pastors. Here's an article written by a Calvinist pastor on Christian hedonism. Could you provide your comments on the matter? I know you might want to read it because it's written by Calvinists, but it is quite interesting. The problem has to do with Calvinist view of God and what God wants. Anyways, you guys would know better than I. Uh, Thanks in Christ. And here's a bit of the article. What is Christian hedonism? There was a time when I thought the verb enjoy and the noun God should never be used in the same sentence. I could understand fearing God and obeying God, even loving God, but enjoying God struck me as inconsistent with the biblical mandate both to glorify God on the one hand and deny myself on the other. Then I read Jonathan Edwards. Something he hit me uh, hit me like a bolt of lightning. I'll skip down to the Edwards here. Now, what is glorifying God but a rejoicing at the glory he has displayed? An understanding of the perfection of God merely cannot be the end of creation, for he has not... for he had as good not understood it, what does that mean? And see it as not to be allowed to be moved with joy at the sight. Neither can the highest end of creation be the declaring of God's glory to others, for the declaring of God's glory is good for nothing otherwise than to raise joy in ourselves and others at what is declared. Okay, can you uh, paraphrase that? Yeah, yeah, so this is what it's saying, is that part, part of, and this is kind of essential to Calvinism, like this, one of the catechisms start. What's the chief end of man to know God and glorify Him for and enjoy Him forever? To know God and enjoy Him forever. And what this article is suggesting is that there's a Christian hedonism. In other words, there's a joy at the knowledge of God, and it's not simply a matter of denying ourselves and moping around. But in fact, our Christian life should be full of joy at the gifts of God. Ah, very good. Well, when we come back from this commercial break on Table Talk Radio, we'll be playing everyone's favorite game, Meme Theology. By the way, I think that is our new favorite game because we haven't played it yet. But as soon as we play it, uh, no longer will it be anyone's favorite. Um, but that's <laughs> nice. coming up on Table Talk Radio. Also, Tinkman for the News, Predictable Pastor, and Kaka Super Game. So be sure to stay tuned.
Table Talk Radio. <laughs> no, that's just silly. I am a meme. I'm on your computer screen. I am a meme. My name is Vermin Supreme. I am a meme. Like an electronic dream. I am a meme. On the digital stream, I am a meme. It's like Bach. I know. I guarantee you, you're going to be annoyed with Pastor Wolfmuller in about one minute. That'll be on the next. That song will be on the next hymnal. Everyone, open your hymnal to hymn number 344, I Am a Meme. For, the, for like that whole five-minute break, he was talking in his radio voice, and I was waiting for, waiting for it to wear out so we can come back on the air, and it never did. So, this next sorry, hit, folks. coming to you from Southern California, I Am a Meme. <laughs> we, we, should, we, we should have a vote. What do you think is more annoying, Pastor Wolf with his radio voice or his Australian accent? Pretty soon, Ooh, I'm going to talk in a radio voice. With a radio voice. I'm going to try it in just a minute. I'm warming up for that. I need some vocal exercises here, so I'll be ready, mate. All right. <laughs> oh, this is bad. I got the memes here on All right. Facebook. Wait, have you thought about how memes kind of require a visual? <laughs> Did we think about that before doing this on the radio? <laughs> Never mind. We'll explain them. Oh, With the boy. powerful sensation of adjectives and nouns, we will bring the visualization to you, the listener. Oh, It'll be good. like you're lo- looking at Facebook. Th- this is exciting. This is the moment that we've all been waiting for. You can't see it. You don't even know what Facebook I looks like either. I can't believe it, t- it took us 290 shows to hit our peak, but it did. <laughs> yeah, just, just reach at our stride. <laughs> all right. Meme number one. Ready? This is from Cheryl on our Table Talk Radio uh, Facebook page. It says, it's a lady, it's a picture of a lady talking on the phone, and she's looking at you kind of sarcastically, and she says, Jesus doesn't care how many Bible verses you've memorized. He cares about how you treat people. Oh, I would say he cares about neither. Well, I don't know. That's not necessarily (laughs) true. Certainly Jesus cares. Um, I, I mean... So we we should say uh, the, the the purpose of this meme is to say, hey, look, you people who are so religious and memorize the Bible, that doesn't really matter. You need to care more about loving people, right? Is yeah, that that's right. Yeah. yeah. Memorizing like, the Bible is good. Well, right? yeah. The Word of Treating God. Treating people nice. I should, uh, he cares about how you treat people. It doesn't say how you treat people, just that you treat them. What? It seems like the treating of people needs an adjective, like you treat people well. Yeah. Or you treat people kindly. You don't want to treat people poorly. Now, this is the this is the old um my moralism is better than your moralism thing. <laughs> so yeah. uh you you're all worried about doctrine and theology and doing the good work of Bible memory, which would be in accord with the third commandment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to honor the Lord's word. And I'm an, I'm busy doing other better good works, which is treating other people with kindness, etc. In accord with the fifth commandment. Yeah, that's right. I suppose Jesus cares about both. And yet, uh, uh, <laughs> my need... moralism is better than your moralism. Yeah, and yet, <laughs> when it comes weird. to our standing before God, He cares about neither. Yep. I suppose that's true. Also, nice. I mean, He cared about them, and that He died for them. Right. Yeah, he cared mm. that you couldn't love or memorize enough pa- uh, Bible passages. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's that was fun. I hope you have another one. Yeah, man, I got loads. I got like a bajillion of these things. Oh boy. Okay, let's let's get the next Ready? one. 
This is a picture, uh, and it looks like uh, it's a man in camouflage fatigues on a on a track, you know, like a high school track, running track. And it says this, and this is the meme by Run for God. It says, God is always present during my run. He's in the hills that challenge my motivation. He's in the water that cleanses my soul and keeps me hydrated. Huh. What? He's in the shoes that protect my feet and allow me to continue to live my mission. I think someone lost the point of a meme. I, 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 think, I think it's supposed to be kind of concise. I don't think it's supposed to be a... It's not, it's not like, like those sermon? motivator posters. Uh... Yeah, that's kind of how it is. It doesn't look like this person's running very fast, by the way. Like one foot <laughs> is like two inches in front of the other. And, how, and why do you have? He's in the He's in the hills that challenge my motivation. When you're running around a track, what kind of person puts hills in the middle of a track? And I, I was would wondering like why know. he needs to be in military fatigue. I, this whole thing really doesn't make much sense now that I look at it a little bit more. What do you think about that, though? Uh, I, I want your thoughts on this. He's in the water that cleanses my soul and keeps me hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> that seems weird putting too much uh this is like this it's like hey come to the lord's supper you get the body of jesus the forgiveness of sins and it's tasty <laughs> you know you want to know the it's question weird we were talking i think yesterday uh, off air about um uh how everybody has insurance for everything yes but what they don't have is insurance for false doctrine? Oh you know, uh, yeah, or that's my new that's my new idea. It's false doctrine insurance. Yeah, I'd like to make a claim. You go up to the preacher afterwards. You're like, you taught false doctrine. I'd like to make a claim for ten thousand dollars or whatever. Well, I'll tell you the the like, okay. false doctrine insurance is is this one little question. This little question is going to protect you from loads and loads and loads of false doctrine. And that question is. How do you know this for sure? <laughs> so when someone says something like, hey, this water, uh, what was it again? Nourishes my soul and... Cleanses my soul. Cleanses my soul and, and keeps hydrated. me hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask the question, how do I know this for sure? So do we have a Bible passage that promises this? Now, there are actually Bible passages that would talk about the, like the washing of rebirth and regeneration, but that's not talking about the water in the Gatorade bottle. It's actually talking about the waters of holy baptism, where baptism is the application of water in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, as we have promised to us in Matthew uh, 28, uh, Romans 6, 1 Peter 2, or no, 1 Peter You're 3, theological. et cetera. You hate the lost. All right, I got another one. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a picture of a forest with nice tall trees, the sun shining through the trees, and it says, God, send your wind to sweep me off my feet and take my breath away. Amen. So is he flying a kite? <laughs> the kite of his soul. <laughs> take my breath away. Uh, I guess this take is... Take my breath away. Remember that song from the hit movie Top Gun? Yeah. You're probably too young for that. What are you talking about? I know all about Top Gun. Send your wind to sweep me off my feet and take my breath away. Amen. Hashtag oh. Jesus is better. I thought it said at first Jesus is bitter. <laughs> probably after all a your tornado? false doctrine. He, uh, don't, you, don't you remember Elijah when the Lord was in the cave? Wait, didn't it say he's not in the wind? Oh, this is totally messing up this meme for me. Mm. This is pure mysticism. All right, I got another favorite. This is my favorite one right here. Ready? 
It's a picture of Jesus who looks distinctly uncomfortable clinging to a rock in the darkness. It looks like there's some rain and some trees in the background. And it says, he conquered and so can you. <laughs> Again. What a, that's, you remind me, that right there, that grunt was the grunt that I heard about ten times today as the vicar and I were sitting in a Catholic uh, funeral service. <laughs> Just right. sitting next to me from deep down inside. <laughs> Every time there was a prayer for Mary or a mention of potential salvation. Brother. Keep it together, vicar. <laughs> <laughs> Stand back. He, he's he's still in training. He's going to explode. Don't, don't sit That's too right. close to the vicar. He might bite. He's, he's still being broken into public. Oh, man. That is funny. Hey, can I he talk conquered. To your... So can you. I don't know why that gets such a strong reaction out of you. Hey, can I talk to you, Vicar? Oh, I don't know. He's not properly trained in public yet. Um... That's where that, did I tell you? That's where that phrase came from, the world-famous tw- trending on Twitter, now you're not so ignorant? From Vicar? N-Y-N-S-I. Yeah, because I say it to him like 20 times a day. <laughs> now you're not so ignorant. Uh, what's the countdown now? I'm sure he's just counting down the days he gets to leave. <laughs> he's he's counting down the minutes. <laughs> he's got, All right. got like this LED readout board. <laughs> scoreboard in the in the vicar's office of a, of a countdown he's he's not counting down to when he's gone gone he's counting down to when my evaluation is finally turned in <laughs> fair enough he's got all sorts of things planned once you know, he passes let, let's attack this meme with the proper understanding of law and gospel so we can uh-huh. we can just briefly summarize the teaching of the law in god's word to be the things that uh, you do or are instructed not to do. That these are the Lord's commands upon us. Now, it just so happens that we are born as sinners, and the law points us out to us. So that whenever the the law comes along and tells us to do something, it shows us that we don't do it. Or when the law comes along and tells us not to do something, it shows us that we do it. So the, the, the fifth commandment says, you shall... Uh, not murder. And then Jesus tells us that we're murdering by even hating in our hearts. So the law always condemns. The gospel, however, is that word of promise that uh, of what Christ has done for us. The gospel is never telling us what to do. So it prevents us, it keeps us from uh, believing in works righteousness. Now, now that we have this law gospel laid out before us, read again this meme for me, Pastor Wolfman. He conquered... And so can you. Ah, so would this be law and or gospel? <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but well, I'm going to guess <laughs> law. Right. So so if, if, if Jesus' conquering was to show us that we can do it, and th- so this would then be a law, a command that God has given us, it's going to show us that we're going to fail. It's going to show us that we can't. So this isn't even a proper application of law. It's a keepable law. That uh, destroys the gospel. Now we can't hear about Christ and the forgiveness of our sins. The true law would be something like this. He conquered, which means you probably won't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're a failure. Because Jesus is busy doing the things that we can't do, like saving ourselves. That's right. And so the the wonderful gospel promise is that Jesus conquered because we can't. So our uh, victory, our our uh, our rest, our comfort is not in that we can now conquer. It's that he has conquered for us. And that's where we're going to be able to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We need to go to a break. We'll be right back.
The Theological Game Show, Too Outrageous for Television. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. What could be wrong with that song? <laughs> That's true. Sad we yeah. just got done talking about that. And before we go to Ten Commandments in the news, predictable pasture, Kaka super game, we have two more memes for your displeasure. I think this is important. Radio. This one's very important because this this is both a promise and a threat. It says this: "Say this slow, God, I love you and I need you now!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! If you meant it, repost, and a miracle will happen tonight. Hmm? What? Ignore, and all will go wrong. Oh, my goodness. Dun, this, is, dun. this is like the old uh, chain dun. letters, remember? Oh, oh man. You want to know chain letters uh, and Facebook are like peanut butter and bananas. They just go together. Boy, you know, maybe I should get an account. That does sound like fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is <laughs> I, My favorite one is... Uh, <laughs> is the, the picture of Jesus, and he's uh, and he's there at the gates of heaven, and he's sending someone to hell, and he says, "I really didn't want to do this, but you didn't like that post." About <laughs> <me."> <laughs> this is so crazy. Much. But I, I, how many people? You know, like a hundred million people like this. You know how many shares this little Mimi has here? Uh seven hundred and seventeen thousand. Seven hundred and ninety-seven. I I have an idea. Let's make a meme that says, "If you forward this on to ten of your friends, Table Talk Radio will quit broadcasting." But if you don't, we're going to keep on going. <laughs> we'll keep going. We're just one friend. In fact, <laughs> yeah. if you just read it, just let us know you read it. We'll quit. <laughs> Anyone just suggests we quit, and that'll be all it takes. Like, you guys really want to keep doing this? No. <laughs> Any excuse. All right, give, uh, me, give me one more meme here. One more meme. This says, oh, this is a nice picture. It says, uh, it's a picture of like a, kind of like a garden, a kind of a valley, and there's some trees with sun coming through. And it says, quote, revenge and hate reside in minds. Forgiveness and love reside in souls. I mean, I'm going to need that again. Revenge and hate reside in minds forgiveness and love reside in souls i don't even i mean i, I understand what it's saying but i don't really know what it means <laughs> it's because you're ignorant yeah help me out uh look you're not supposed Vicar to live in your mind you're not, the mind is the place of uh, oh, this rationality is a, this is a gnostic thing i see yeah 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 right right and it's and this great the great irony the great ironification of Gnosticism is that it's, in fact, not about knowing things. It's about, it's about the inner knowledge, the secret knowledge. So you got your mind part of you, which is probably the bad part. Hate, revenge, and other bad stuff, like baseball stats. That's all in the mind. Forgiveness and love and compassion and art and meme-making, that's all in the soul. And so we have to live not from our minds, but from our souls, and now you're not so ignorant. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, phew. 
All right. Uh, for Ten Commandments, predictive Wait, posture. Wait, you've got to critique that. You're just going to let me let that stand? Oh, um, I thought it was See, self-evident. This is what we, we have to say that revenge and hate uh, uh, and forgiveness and love, I suppose, are all mingled around in our conscience, you know, on the inside parts of us. Uh, so you can you can hate from your soul just as much as you can hate from your mind. I mean, there's not like there's some sort of good part of you and bad part of you. You are all together a disaster. <laughs> your soul is just as miserable as your mind. Is that how you, by the way, conclude your sermons? Instead of uh, in the name of Jesus, all man is like, and now you're not so ignorant. Well, yeah, that's right. And th- but this is the other thing is that's what I also say. You are altogether a disaster. <laughs> that's and you now you're not your so sermon. ignorant. Yeah. No. Typical Fort Wayne grad right there. I okay. think people need to listen to their listen to Table Talk Radio not with their mind but with their soul. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> soul listening. All right, that's all I got. That's all. I, I, that's all the memes I had ready for you today. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that little tasting, that little sampling. Facebook. It's like you're on Facebook already. It is almost like that. Okay, so uh, it, now we're going to listen to uh, some kind of a clip. I didn't actually do a news story. I don't know if I was supposed to, but um, we're going to name Ten Commandments, and then the, pre- the, the predictable pastor part of it is that um, I'll play a clip for Pastor Wolfmuller, and then I'm going to try and guess what he's going to say, how he's going to respond to this. Um, and then also the casual apologetics conversation game, a way to bring about the gospel in the midst of this thing. So that's how it works. Are you ready for your clip, Pastor Wolf? Am I ever. All right, here it is. You know, if you're, if you're sitting in your life and you're saying mission is just one more thing to add to an already oh, busy schedule, oh, no. think about the thinking behind that thinking. It, again, it's wait, 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 hold on. I just too much thinking to going it. on. I'm listening with my soul. <laughs> Think about that kind of thinking about thinking. About be, behind that thinking. Yeah. Behind the thinking. Got it? Bang. All right. Okay. The fact of the matter is, mission is my schedule. It's not one more thing to my schedule, it is my schedule. And so if I'm going to work, I'm not thinking, well, I'm at work today, and then later on tonight, I'm going to do ministry. I'm thinking I'm heading to a God-given place of ministry where I will have the opportunity to live out the grace of the gospel both in the way that I respond and in the the grace that I give to people. I, I get to live that out a thousand ways today. So I don't think, well... I got a busy schedule. I got a lot of demands on me, and now I got to fit this thing ministry into it because I'm a Christian and Christians minister. And okay, here goes one more thing to stick into my schedule. I don't think that at all. I think, how could it be that I would be so privileged as to be part of the most important work in the universe? It's called redemption, and I get to do that all the time. Uh, what do I want for my children? Redemption. What do I want from my neighbors? Redemption. What do I want from a husband and wife? Redemption. What do I want from my co-workers? Redemption. What do I want for that shopkeeper that I meet three or four times a week? Redemption. And I want to be part of that. And by how many times does he go to the hand, store? By the tone of my voice, <laughs> by the look on my face, I want to represent the What's one who the tone has sent of his me. Voice? I think my job is to make the grace of an invisible Christ visible. 
Oh, oh, <laughs> there's the zinger. <laughs> oh, man, I was caught on the tone of his voice because I was thinking that my radio voice is probably good for ministry. <laughs> Hello, clerk at the gas station. I'd like to get $50 on pump seven, please. Thank you. You know, when we're doing Predictable Pastor with Ten Commandments and Casual Apologetics Conversation Game, that's a lot to to record, but I think I got it. So why don't you go go away at this guy? So, okay, the Invisible Grace... Visible. This is the V I S I B. I'm writing this down here. Let me spell visible right. I I think um, this is the goal of all anti-sacramental churches is to make the invisible grace of God visible in their own lives and in their own doing because they don't have visible grace anywhere else, like on the altar or (laughs) in the preaching, etc. Like the email that we had that said, hey, uh, Jesus died and he baptized you, and that's pretty objective. But if you don't have that business of the objectivity of the sacraments, now you're on it. uh, You're on it as well. I also think that he made a mistake at the very beginning. Who was this guy, by the way? Um, hold on, I have it for you. It, he made the mistake because he said, mission is my schedule. But uh, we learned uh, a long time ago that you, when you use the word mission, you don't, in fact, need any verbs. So the proper sentence should be, mission, my schedule. Hmm. Uh, that's right. so. If we could make that correct uh, correction. Now, sure. this, this whole thing of every Christian is a minister is also quite wrong. Uh, every Christian is, and I hope this isn't too subtle. Uh, every Christian is a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little subtle, but, but not a uh, not a minister. You know, there are some called to uh, publicly preach. All Christians are called to be ready to give an answer when asked. Um, but mostly, they're called to their various different vocations, and they probably ought to do those things. And then this, I think maybe the theological crux of the whole thing, is my main goal is redemption. It assumes that redemption has not already occurred, and that is false. Redemption, the redemption of sinners occurred through Christ's death on the cross. I think he could have made that whole thing more more better by saying uh, the most important thing is reconciliation, because there still is a ministry of reconciliation, but there is no ministry of redemption uh, we are redeemed already by the death of Jesus. Very good. Uh, now, I think the Ten Commandments going on here, Second and Third Commandment, because this is uh, the false doctrine of the missionalist. Um, probably the Seventh Commandment's going on there, because I suspect that if he's seeing the same clerk in the store three or four times a day, <laughs> there's some stewardship issues there. Okay. It's maybe Starbucks or something, you know. Uh, that's all I got. Okay. This, by the way, was Pastor uh, Paul Tripp, uh, who is a big missionless communities guy. So on, on the audio file, I named it Missional Trip. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you, sir, have 30 seconds to tell us about a casual apologetics conversation game. Oh, yeah. The way this goes is if you were somehow listening to this with someone, how would you, in fact, speak of it so that you could speak about the gospel, law, gospel, etc.? Okay, so uh, when you come back from this break, are you going to tell us then um, how you would speak to someone who you were watching this with? Oh, okay. Uh, How about how I'll talk to this guy? Yeah, that's what I want to hear. So we'll be right back on Table Talk Radio to hear the casual apologetics uh, side of this game, and then we'll see how predictable Pastor Wolf Miller was. We'll be right back.
In a recent survey, 98% of listeners can't stand Table Talk Radio. We would like to express our gratitude to those who did not participate in the study. So you're sitting there at McDonald's in Aurora, Colorado, Pastor Wolfmuller, and in comes Pastor Paul Tripp, and uh, you want to say a word to him about his video about uh, trying to squeeze missional living into your already busy schedule. What would you say? I would recognize him, by the way, because he'd say he'd walk up to the people at McDonald's and say, hey, Judy, Ralph, how's it going? I'll have the regular. (laughs) (laughs) Two or three times a day into the McDonald's, I'll say. I don't know. Maybe the main thing that you want to push towards in in this uh, thing, in this conversation, is how do you have the comfort of the gospel? So it's good. Everyone knows about Jesus, but how how do you know that Jesus is for you? How do you know what Christ thinks of you? And for this question, we always are pushing back to the to the sacraments. So maybe I would ask him, and this is always a, a question. This is the standard question. If ever you want to start a fight, this is one of the go-to questions. You guys, hey, what do you think about baptism? Boom! Instant fight. <laughs> the other one, by the way, is what do you think about the Lord's Supper? Pow! Uh, and so it's great. Those are good to have in the back. It's like... um. Those two questions are like the theology. Those are like the hockey questions, you know. I was watching hockey, hockey the other day. And they were fighting with each other. That's what happens at hockey. Those oh, two yeah. questions are like hockey questions. It's like, it's like throwing your stick down on the ice. Yeah, taking the gloves off. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I um, uh, f- figured you would question why ministry uh, became a verb. I got that one wrong. You didn't mention that at all. Have you ever oh, noticed yeah. that, though, these guys always talk about uh, the ministry being a verb? I'm going to go do ministry. Yeah, that's and, right. And lo and behold, that you're the one doing ministry, not the Lord. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds that's weird. weird. It just makes me a little suspicious. I figured you go on and on about the guy thinking about thinking about thinking about something. Um, I did that a little bit. Yeah. But, but then I forgot about it. <laughs> I figured you talking about... too much thinking. <laughs> thinking about what you're thinking about thinking? What the? And then I forgot all about it. It's uh, like, uh, it's like, how are you feeling about how you're feeling right now? What? I don't even know. I don't even know how I feel, much less what I feel about my feeling. How, what? How, what do you feel about your thinking about your feeling? What? Brother, I can't. Okay. Lord have mercy. God. Um, no, but it's good. I, this is a, a Christ outside of us is pretty important because the inside of me is just like a toilet bowl in constant flush. <laughs> Just swirling around, man. I never know what way's up or down. It's disorienting. It's like uh, what is that thing where you don't know up and down? Uh, vertigo. It's yeah. like vertigo with a conscience. You're right. Anyhow, right. Um, I figured you're talking about vocation, and you did. I think I got a point there. Yep, um, I sure. thought you'd bring out our our checklist. How big of a missionalist are you? But you didn't even do that. So no. What is that checklist? How big of a missionalist <laughs> are you? Okay, no point there. This guy is hyper missionified. I did get I did get it that you were going to talk about redemption being again something that we do uh, that um, you know I want to participate or be a part of this redemption. What is that about? Um, and you rightly talked about redemption being an accomplished reality that, that it was accomplished not in our going to the grocery store, but rather by Christ's death and resurrection. Um, and then also I did nail that you were going to talk about the this. Um, line at the end about uh, making Christ visible, stemming from a lack of the means of grace. 
Um, I figured you'd talk about second and third commandment. Um, I thought you might talk about fourth, fifth, and sixth commandments in the context of vocation, but that didn't come up and didn't didn't predict that you're going to say the seventh commandment. And had nothing on casual <laughs> apologetics. So I got one, two, three points. Woo! Yeah. What about, you didn't think I'd talk about how you ministered by the tone of your voice and by the touch of a hand? No, kinda, miss missed that one. Kind of creepy. Yeah. Okay, we have about Thank you for that hamburger minutes as you left. caress the lady's cheek, you know, that's checking out at McDonald's. That's ministry. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read you a story. It goes like this. Fox News. Dateline. No dateline. Let me give it to you in my best radio voice. Texas second grader says teacher took away Bible during reading time. The family of a second grade student at a Texas elementary school says their daughter's teacher took her Bible away during a read to myself session. The Liberty Institute, a nonprofit legal group specializing in religious liberty cases, says the family reached out for assistance after a teacher at Hamilton Elementary in Cyprus allegedly told the girl not to bring the Bible back to school again. The teacher reportedly said the Bible is inappropriate reading material. Michael Berry, senior counsel with the Liberty Institute, told KHOU.com the family wants to remain anonymous, fearing retaliation. He says the teacher's alleged actions were questionable. (laughs) You think so? (laughs) Given that the school library contains copies of the Bible. If it's appropriate for the library, why on earth would it not be appropriate for their own students? There you go. That's it. Okay. My first reaction is always to wonder if all of the facts of the story have actually been reported. Um, this happens from time. You know, this even happened with Fox News. Did you hear that story about uh, LCMS teacher who... Um, uh, the the child brought candy canes with Christian messages verses uh, uh, attached to them. The the teacher asked the principal, "Can we can we hand these out?" And he said, "Not with the message attached." So she uh, she had the tags remo- removed and then um, uh, handed out the the candy canes without the Bible verse attached. And um, and the the Fox News story said like the teacher snatched them from the kid, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's just you know really slanted. So I always that, right. you know that we should always be you know no matter what the news source is, we should always be at least questioning um, is this purporting the facts. So as we have it in this news story, um, I think that the the main issue with this and similar stories to it is that we are we have become so touchy about this separation between church and state, that it is true that a school cannot establish a any given religion or denomination. However, it's also true that a school cannot prohibit in the, the, the free speech of a particular religion. So if a, if a child has free time to read whatever book he or she chooses to read and chooses to read a sacred text, be it the Bible, or if they happen to be of another religion to read that religious book, they have the freedom to do so. And uh, as the story pointed out, there are uh, Bibles, and I'm sure there's Qurans and Book of Mormons in the school library also. So um, there's really no reason, no justification for this. Um, But it it all stands because we are so concerned about um, a separation between church and state that the ACLU is going to come along and sue you because— uh, you let some sort of a Christian T-shirt be worn or something like that in school. Um, so this is going to be a 
Obviously, a first commandment issue. By the way, you missed the first commandment on the last story. Is that always assumed? It's assumed. Oh. So we don't even have to say that anymore? The assumed is the the (laughs) commandment denied. (laughs) That's good. Just getting ready to say. Uh, So we have the name of God at play here uh, in the second commandment, and his word being uh, uh, taken away in the third commandment, thou shalt not take the book, the Bible, from children. Um, This is like what Jesus said, if you hinder the little children from coming to me, it's better if a millstone be hung around your neck. Yeah. Um, issues of, of the teacher having authority being fourth commandment. Um, uh, sixth commandment in that, uh, let's see if this works, that a teacher is an extension of the family. <laughs> we don't think about this when you when in the public school much, but um, the education of your children is given to the parents not the state. And uh, when we uh, uh, choose to bring our children to school, we are asking um, these teachers to do for our student uh, to do something in lieu of us, the parents. And of course, this is why the parents should be involved in what the children are are, uh, learning all the time. But sixth commandment there, do you buy that? Uh, Or at least fourth commandment. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So family has nothing to do with sixth commandment is what you're saying. Yeah, what? <laughs> I don't know if I said that exactly. Okay, that's probably, that's, probably, that's what I meant to say. Uh, I, th- I think that's all I got on that. A casual apologetics. Uh, um, now, yes, the, I think hmm, it's it's good to talk to our neighbor about these, um, uh, even just as the the rights that we have. As a as a as American citizens, that we have the luxury. I mean, nowhere in the world in in world history have we lived in a, a time and place where we've had the freedom to worship. Uh, usually, it's that uh, you got to be the the religion of your emperor or something like that. Here in America, we live in such a blessing that we have the freedom to worship without persecution, and uh, we should we should uh, stand up for this. Now, why is this important? Because we want to hear what Christ has to say for us in that holy word. And in church, uh, and, and to be given the sacrament. So I think there's a, an open door to talk about it uh, in that way. Nicely done. Okay, so All right. how predictable am I? Uh, I thought I only had four things. I thought you would talk about separation of church and state. Ding-ding. I thought you would talk about the teacher's ideology. Uh, but you talked more about the fear. I, I thought you'd talk about how the new atheists teach that the Bible is dangerous, mm. and which you didn't. And I thought you might mention the nanny state. What's that? The nanny state. What's you the know, nanny, nanny state? state? The nanny state where everything is, uh, you know, watched and cared for and coddled and all this sort of stuff. Uh, but I didn't I didn't predict the Ten Commandments. I forgot about that. Whole <laughs> what about the casual apologetics? Did you predict that? Yeah, I forgot about that, too. All right. I was only mostly playing predictable pastor. So I think that I... Did you get one or two? I got one. All right. So I win this round uh, three to one. And uh, thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like my plan to go hand out Bibles at this elementary school. (laughs) Yeah, that's not going to work then. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. 
Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org. 